You're listening to the Wingman Podcast, the number one podcast about dating and relationships. In our podcast, you will find all the tools you need in order to create the ultimate dating life that you desire. If you're a guy, we're going to help you get laid or get a girlfriend. If you're a girl listening to this, you're going to have a deeper understanding of male psychology. So when you meet a guy you like, you know exactly what to expect. I'm your host, Matt Levine, with my co-host, Justin Mark, international dating coach. Welcome to the Wingman Podcast. Well, that was beautiful. That was that intro hits hard. That, sh- that shit's got my dick hard, dude. <laughs> I'm all hot and fucking ready now, dude. So guys, I'll give you a quick little update. I just bought $500 of Viagra and mushrooms and LSD. And yeah. uh, I'm going to start putting LSD microdoses in my morning coffee. So I just had a little coffee. I threw some LSD microdose inside. And I'm feeling pretty good so far, actually. Dude, you're like a full-time druggie now. No, you're, you know, you know what's cool about microdosing? If you guys have never tried microdosing, just give it a shot. Shit's fucking actually a game changer. If you ever have a big work day ahead, if you ever have something really important to do, you have a research paper to write, you have some sort of like business thing to do, I swear to God, taking LSD microdoses. So it's typical LSD trip. What is it? Like 100 micrograms or whatever, right? I don't know the exact. Um, it's 100, 150. I took seven. So that's like 120th of You don't dose. feel anything though, right? No. You just feel like a little bit more awake. Once it kicks in, it takes like an hour to kick in. But you're going to notice probably like progressively on the podcast when you're getting like higher energy. I'm going to start like waking up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you feel smarter? Definitely. You know what's crazy? So earlier this year, I was uh, kind of doing like house shopping. Uh-huh. Every day I'd wake up at like you know, 8, 9 a.m. Take my morning supplements. And with my morning supplements, I would take a mushroom microdose or acid microdose. And I would take it with my morning coffee. Dude, I would be fucking on a vibe. Like I would be, I could work for 12 hours straight without even thinking about it. Just hustling, grinding, making shit happen. Yeah. Really cool. But anyways, today we're actually going to talk about scarcity and abundance. So yeah, we're going to talk about Tinder. We're going to talk about uh, what you just mentioned, scarcity and abundance. And we're, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about today. And we can talk a little bit about relationships. We can do a little Q&A on the Instagram Live. And um, yeah, we can just chat. So I actually have a student of mine flying in uh, here to Toronto in a few hours, actually. I think it lands at like 10 a.m. And for the next two weeks, I'm doing a one-on-one mentoring program with a student of mine. It's going to be really exciting. Super hyped to mm-hmm. uh, run this curriculum. It's one-on-one. And talking about scarcity and abundance, you know, there's like this new, like, there's new COVID restrictions for whatever reason, there is new COVID restrictions and they're shutting down bars and clubs early. And it's crazy how that like started fucking with my head. It's crazy how like easy it is for people's psychology to get triggered into from scarcity into abundance or from abundance into scarcity. And I was just thinking about it. It's like, in order to live a very happy and successful life, your mindset needs to be purely abundance mentality. Because unless you're in abundance mentality, you're constantly going to be in shittier and shittier situations. And so no matter what happens, do you notice most successful people, no matter what life throws at them, they're always in abundance mentality. Do you notice that a little bit? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, it's like COVID could happen, new lockdown could happen, new weird fucking dude, political shit could happen. And no matter what happens, like the people at the top, they just make more and more money. They just get more and more success. I think they're really good at reframing whatever situation they're in. That's pretty much what it is, dude. They're it's really they're, good at They that. try to find the good in every situation. 
It's like when, like in the pandemic, I noticed that in myself too. It's like everyone's so sad and complaining about the pandemic. I'm the type of person that would ask myself in any situation, whether it's bad or good, I try to find the good in whatever situation I'm in. Like, what's great about this? Oh, there's like government support. I can save a lot of money. I got a huge discount on my rent at the time. And I saved up 20, 30K in like just a few months from because I was just at home and I didn't spend as much as I did before the lockdown. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. That's just an example of just like perspective. I just saw the good in the bad situation. It's crazy. I actually know tons of people who open up businesses during the pandemic that were wildly successful. Like I know people who made millions and millions of dollars <clears throat> doing an online uh, business. Or I know people who actually started like new, for example, marijuana dispensaries, yeah. new nightclubs even that opened right after like the restrictions ended. All of a sudden there's yeah. just new clubs popping up. It's really crazy. So like there's so much opportunity right now. And it's almost like, this is almost advice to myself. Because it's like, there is so many opportunities at any given moment. And it's like, you really need to seek out those opportunities instead of like coming up with like anxiety. Does that make sense? The stock market was crazy during that time. Well, think about this. Even the past couple of weeks, uh, you know, there's the the new Omicron fucking whatever, right? And then the whole crypto market, the stock market, everything crashed. Well, guess what? This is the best time to buy. It's the best buying time. Everything is on discount. Yeah, pretty much. I pretty much have like 95% of my money in crypto now because it's like every opportunity I get when crypto goes down, I'm like, oh shit, well, I'm going to go buy some more. Or even if you think about, you know, dating during, you know, this time frame, think about throwing parties and stuff like that as well. I've been posting Instagram stories saying, hey guys, we're going to throw some parties in my penthouse. And I have so many people messaging me saying, oh my God, I want to come to your parties because there's no other options. All the clubs are closed. I have like the only bar in the city pretty much that's like open. Yeah. So you try to find the good in a bad situation and reframing it. It's trippy. That's really good. It's trippy. And Matt, what advice would you give to someone who is in a scarcity mindset who wants to get an abundance mindset? Easy. Gratitude. Just Gratitude? being grateful for whatever situation you're in. Even me right now, I'm not in my ideal situation yet. I'm not there yet, but I'm still grateful for every step of the way on the way there. Cool. I like that. Yeah. And, and just appreciating friends. I have friends that support me fully. The good times that I've had, even though... The lockdown is kind of happening around the clubs right now. I still feel like it was it was a good time. I think it's one of the best summers I've had. You know, interesting. It's it, we we've definitely had like a good time partying just the last few months. I'm I'm not even mad about the lockdown because I felt like I really needed that break from it all. Cool. Yeah, but just feeling gratitude, whatever situation you're in, whether financially or emotionally you don't feel that abundance feeling, but taking a step back and just feeling grateful for everything that you have right now, that shifts your energy and your mindset. So gratitude's like, that's a good one. I really like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I find really interesting is like- And even uh, like the littlest things, like I grew up in the Philippines, right? Okay. And in the Philippines, I believe they only got like, and during the first round of the pandemic, they only got like $200 for like six months or something. I'm not sure the exact numbers, but it was, you can't live off that. 
you know, no, you but, can't. but here in Canada, people are complaining about like, oh, like, how are you going to live $2,000 a month? I'm like, most countries in the world don't even get any support from the government and yeah, they're still getting locked out. And even appreciating that fact that we live in a first world country, we have it really good. It's true. We're winning. Yeah, it's true. We're in the top 1% of the countries in the world. It's so fucking true. And like, if I actually awesome. think about how much money we got from the government, like how much, like there was so much stimulus and stuff like that happening in Canada. It's like, it's nuts. It's fucking yeah. insane. Like even the States, I think they got like two checks, like all of COVID, all the lockdowns and stuff like that. But you know, the average person here, like I know people who are making bank from free government money during yeah. COVID. So it's like, you're right. It Same is, with me. I put of, it all into reframes. I put it on to stocks and it's just like tripled. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's it was good. <laughs> It's actually nuts. So yeah, making the best of whatever circumstances you're in. That's huge. That's massive. Yeah. It's crazy when you and think al- about that. Also like with the abundance mindset, just surrounding yourself around people that are also positive and who are in abundance. I felt like I couldn't do it alone without you or without other people that they're in the abundance. So it's important to get yourself into a mindset where you just feel like you're winning. Mm-hmm. Because like the winner effect. Dude, the winner effect, if you guys don't know what the winner effect is, fucking insane. Like, think about this, right? Imagine you're playing sports and, like, let's say you're shooting hoops, okay? You get the ball in and you're just feeling like a fucking big baller shot caller. You just shot after shot after shot after shot, right? And all of a sudden, you start developing the winner effect. You start feeling that you're just constantly fucking winning. You just start feeling that you're winning over and over and over and over and over. Then all of a sudden you have the winner effect, right? I had that with business in the last few weeks. I was hitting all time highs with business, sale after sale. You know, I I was just like crushing it. And I was like, whoa, winner effect, right? And then all of a sudden the government started announcing like new restrictions with like COVID and stuff again. I'm like for the 12th time or whatever the fuck. And I actually started losing that winner effect and started like fucking me mentally. And I had to like almost get myself in a mindset of like, no, fuck this. No fucking excuses. Let's fucking make shit happen. because. Here's the thing. As long as you can figure out ways to offer more value to clients or customers or to offer more value to the world, you can always make money, right? So I had to like kick myself back into that high gear and realize that, dude, I'm in the best financial position I've ever been in. Uh, I've been in the best business run I've ever been in. Even with girls and dating, dude, I've been surrounded. Like, it's been crazy. It's been fucking epic, right? We've been doing crazy parties, been having crazy, wild, intimate experiences. I've been having the craziest fucking time ever. Right. And so it's like you could become a slave to your own mind or you could fall into that lifestyle of pure abundance mentality just by like surrounding yourself around abundant people, surrounding yourself with abundance thoughts, experiences, and just like figuring out ways to keep winning because the rich get richer, the money get more abundant. So you got to figure out ways to just, you just keep winning. That's it. It's that fucking easy. To add to that, people are winning. They're focused on the things they're, they have control over, not on the things they don't have control. So people can't control the pandemic happening. People can't control what the government's going to do, but they can control what to do with their time. They can control their positive attitude. They can control their mindset. They can control what books they're reading. People that are successful, especially in this situation, they focus on the things they can control, not on the things they can't. So what you're saying is focus on what you can control. Don't focus on what you can't control. Yeah. Because there's so many things that you can't control. The weather, pandemic happening. It's the virus. Point. It's a fair point. It's a really good point. Yeah. But you can control your hustle. You can control yeah. your attitude. Yeah, you control a lot of those things. So let me ask you a question, Matt. During pandemic, let's say we go into like the 12th lockdown. Let's say this pandemic never goes away. 
how would guys meet girls? How would guys live a successful dating life? What advice would you give to them? <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> Tinder. Let me see your Tinder. I heard okay, that you okay. just made a new Tinder account. I heard okay, that you just- I, I'm very bad at Tinder. I never it. do Tinder, but because of the lockdown, I'm kind of pushed into it, especially now uh, that I'm single. And I'm pissed, um, to be honest, because I feel like I'm not getting as much matches as they should be. I'm like turning the boost on. Maybe it's my photos or something. I don't know. Here, I'm going to show Justin my Tinder and you can break it down. All right, let me see. So I'm actually really good at Tinder simply for the fact that I created a course called Online Seduction where pretty much I teach Tinder and dating. It's crazy. One of my buddies went on like a little vacation. I set up his Tinder account in five minutes and the city's going to. And he's never even used Tinder. And he got 200 matches in 30 minutes on Tinder. Isn't that insane? 200 he, matches. He got 200 matches in 30 minutes in a city of 1 million people. Which, 1 million people in a city, that's not a big city. That's like an average sized city. And he got 200 that's fucking crazy. matches in 30 minutes. I'm actually shocked that your uh, Tinder's not doing too well. Because these pictures are actually pretty good. However, well, the issue a lot of guys have with Tinder is they're not testing their photos. So you want to use software to actually test these photos. So there's two ways you can actually do this. And it's like pretty much pick the best Instagram pictures with the most likes and most engagement. You usually will know those are the highest ranked photos. Or you can use a software such as Photo Feeler to actually test your photos. So if you're not testing your photos, you don't know what they rank. Like these photos look cool to you or they might be your favorite photo. But if you're not statistically testing your photos then you're not going to get the results you want to get. Mm-hmm. Also, here's another yeah. issue is you're not smiling in your photos. If you're not smiling in your photos, you're immediately going to be two to three points less attractive in these photos. Here's the beauty of it. You can use apps like Facetune or FaceApp to literally just edit a smile onto your face. I'm not even kidding. So you, I if, if I were you, yeah. I would literally edit a smile onto your face in these Tinder photos, and then you're going to get better results. I don't smile a lot in photos. You have to. That's the thing. You have to smile in your photos or you're not going to get the results that you want to get. That alone would make the biggest tweak. So I just, I'm actually moving your photos around and I think one tweak I just made because I'm on Matt's Tinder right now, okay guys? And I just moved, there's this one photo here, right? There's this photo you got going mm-hmm. on here. I switched it with the photo that you're smiling in. So the photo that you're smiling in, I guarantee you this photo is going to get you way better results because again, in order for you to get the results you want to get on dating apps, you need to smile. It's literally that easy. You need to smile on your fucking photos and anyone disagrees with that advice is completely wrong. Because if you don't smile in your fucking pictures, you're not going to get, like, you're simply putting not going to get the results you want to get, okay? And I guarantee you that you're going to get way better results now. When you use a Tinder boost, a lot of guys, they just boost and then they don't like anyone. Did you like anyone during your boost? So that's an issue, right? Because when you use a boost, it's going to show you to the people who are active on Tinder in that moment. So the issue here is, okay, you just used a boost. Just now? No, no, no. You've used a boost. But you're using the boost to people who are active during that time frame. So you're only going to be seen by the people who are active during that 30-minute boost. What you can do, on the other hand, is you can use a boost and like every single girl. Use a boost and like every single fucking girl that that shows up. And what happens is all the girls who are showing up that you liked, they'll see you later. So next time they log into Tinder, you're going to show up at the front of their stack. You're going to show up at the front of their algorithm. anybody. So that's the issue. If you didn't like anybody, you're not going to get any matches. You're going to get like probably zero matches. How many boosts did you use? Like four. So you pretty much just wasted four boosts, four Tinder boosts. You just wasted it. Yeah. Instead, what you could have done, try this. You like, or you do the boost, and you just just spam like everyone, like a thousand people in the next 30 minutes. 
And I guarantee you. I'm going to try that tomorrow. Guarantee you. I'm going to try that You're going to go on to fucking match like 150 girls. But you got to do all these things in order, okay? First, yeah. you got to test your photos. Photo feeler. The ones, yeah, use photofeeler.com. The pictures that do the best, you must essentially edit them using FaceApp, Photoshop, Facetune, et cetera. Make yourself look like a male model. And then you test them again on Photofeeler and then you know they're doing well. And then what you do is you use the Tinder Boost and you like every single person. I set up a profile like yesterday. It took me about a total of, I wanted my buddy's Instagram. I didn't even do a photo shoot with him. I didn't even do a photo shoot. I just picked his top five, six photos, downloaded them to my phone, edited them, tested them. So I think we had like five or six photos. Mm -hmm. Two of them weren't good. So we just removed them because I, I tested them on Photofeeler. And after my edits, they all ranked a 9.0 or above. And again, keep in mind, these are just his own photos, not even photos I've taken. Uh-huh. Okay. And so we only use photos that ranked a nine or above. Like for example, there's a picture of him and his dog but it only ranked like a 7.7. And so I was like, nope, we're removing that. All the photos that were nine and above, we put into uh, his profile. He used one boost. I liked probably, I don't even know how many people I liked in that time frame. In the 30 minutes, I just spam liked everyone. And he got 200 matches. Washington 200 right fucking You have to pay for a photo feeler though, right? You do have to pay. It's a paid software. You got to pay for everything, dude. If you want to get the result, think about how much time you save doing this stuff. For example, if you get my online seduction course, like now shameless plug, I'm plugging my online seduction course, online-seduction.com. Think about how much time you save when it comes to getting Tinder matches, getting data results, getting dates and getting your dick wet, essentially. Like seriously, think about that logically because again, you could spend the next six months at home on Tinder, beating your head against the wall, trying to get Tinder matches, or you can optimize your profile using things like photo feeler, using things like face app, optimizing your profile. All of this and more is in my online seduction course, online-seduction.com, online-seduction.com. So long story short, think about this, right? Your Tinder profile isn't getting the results you want to get, right? You make these few little tweaks. I just made one tweak in your profile and then I gave you one piece of advice and I guarantee you, you'll probably 10x the results you got. And considering you got zero, literally zero Should results. Should I do the photo feeler first before doing another boost? Or? What I would do is all these photos that you have on your profile, I would get the exact photos that you used here, the edited versions, put them on photo feeler, test them, see how they rank. All you gotta do is do 10 votes each on photo feeler. See how they rank. You get a rough idea of what they're ranking out of 10. And once you know, well, great. As long as they rank above a 9.0, you use them. If they don't rank above a 9.0, you don't use them. Your photos must rank over a 9.0. The issue with dating apps, the issue with, uh, you know, dating in general on dating apps is girls aren't going to, they're not going to qualify you. They disqualify you. Women aren't looking for a reason to sleep with you. They're looking for a reason not to. Think about that, right? Women come for a frame of qualification, sorry, disqualification, not qualification. And so think about this. If you're a guy, you're looking for a reason to hook up with a girl. Oh, she's hot on Instagram. She's got a nice hip to waist ratio. She has pale skin. She's a redhead. You ever have a friend who's like, oh my God, I love redheads. I just want to fuck her because she's a redhead. Oh, she's got 2000 Instagram followers. I want to hook up with her. She has a picture with some celebrity on Instagram. All my friends want to fuck her, so I want to fuck her. Right? You're just looking for one reason to hook up with her. She's hot. I find her attractive. I'm horny. I'm just in the mood. I just want to, <laughs> I, I haven't had sex in three days and now I'm horny and I want to fuck this girl. Right? Women, what do they do? They look for reasons not to hook up with you. He's a fuck boy. 
He's a douchebag. I don't like his eyebrows. I remember my, one of my ex-girlfriends told me- You're friends with Justin. How <laughs> <laughs> did a girl say that to me? Are you friends with Justin? You must be a fuckboy, so I can't sleep with you. So no, I remember I had a girlfriend. Oh. I had an ex-girlfriend who told me that she was thinking of not dating me because I don't iron my clothes. Because I don't iron my shirts. She was thinking, oh, I don't know if I, this is going to sound so stupid, but I don't know if I could date you because your shirts are wrinkly. And I'm like, what the fuck? Women are always looking for a reason to disqualify. Does that make sense? So if you give them even one reason on Tinder, even one reason to show that, you know, you're not a good dating option. Maybe because you're not smiling in your photo. Just all your photos are perfect except one. Your last photo on Tinder, you're not smiling, so you look like you might be a serial killer or something like that. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're gonna be like, "Oh, nope, not matching you." Maybe your Tinder bio is like not the perfect Tinder bio because you you say something that's just a little bit controversial, or she just doesn't like one thing in your in your. Uh, What's a good Tinder bio? Like, here's a great example. In your Tinder bio, you're saying, "Let's get dinner. I'll take you to my favorite Italian restaurant." She's like, "I hate Italian food." Guess what? She unmatches you and she'll report you too. Isn't that fucking insane? I'm not a joke. Or like you say, let's go out for steaks. She's like, I'm a vegan. Block, unmatch you at Tinder. That's literally how women's brains work on dating apps and in dating in general. Seriously. They're always looking for reasons. They're not looking for reasons to qualify you. They're looking for reasons to disqualify you. So it's all about lowering the downside. If you show that there's no downside to doing whatever it is you're doing, and this is like on Tinder or off Tinder, right? Like a party, an event, a date, whatever it is. If you're just showing, look, there's no downside. She will definitely want to hang out with you, want to go do something cool with you. Mm-hmm. And Tinder, it's really all about lowering the downside and showing that you're a cool, high status guy. You look good in your photos and you're lowering the downside, essentially. Cool. It's really good advice, Justin. You've never told me this. Yeah. I mean, you never asked. <laughs> I've never, t- never bought the online seduction course. <laughs> you never got online-seduction.com. <laughs> All jokes aside, oh, if you guys really didn't want to get online seduction, online-seduction.com, this course is like 50 to hours of coaching. I'm not joking. Like this course is, I spent every day for six months creating content, testing strategies. Dude, between me and my Dude. buddy Brad, we spent tens of thousands of dollars testing this shit. I was like so upset today. I wasn't getting in matches. And I'm like, yo, I feel like I have a higher chance going down to shoppers and picking up a hot girl there. Yeah, like going to like the grocery store and picking up a girl. Yeah. yeah, I literally have a higher chance doing that. Dude, Cause I, I was so I lost on Tinder. I didn't know this. I was so fucking lost on Tinder a couple years ago. I would uh, use Tinder. I remember I got six matches and it was like two gay dudes, two transsexuals, a fat chick, and like one hot girl who unmatched me. And now it's like, dude, if I use a Tinder account here in Toronto, I literally get, I can't, it's fucked. Like I'll use one Tinder boost. I get like a hundred matches in a day. It's nuts. It's insane. I even have a strategy where I don't I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. You gotta go to the online seduction course. But uh long story short, I don't have to pay for Tinder. I could spend thousands of dollars on Tinder and I got all the money back. It's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. So I use super I can use like I remember there was like a two month period where I spent like four thousand dollars on Tinder. I'm not even joking. Four thousand dollars. I got every dollar refund on my bank account. And uh, I just slayed Tinder pussy. I was just slaying Tinder pussy, dude. I had girls over every single night, hanging out, partying with me, just kicking it. Girls sleeping over. I was like, I was literally living that life of abundance. And it didn't cost me anything uh, except time. And I was killing Tinder. It was fun. It was great. I had tons of girls. It was, And this is during COVID lockdowns, during COVID stay-at-home orders. This is like the peak of COVID in winter in Canada. And, hmm. you know, I was killing it. A lot of people are going to benefit this time. 
with this information? Yeah, no, just just this information alone. If you guys like study what's in this podcast alone, you probably want to kill it. I'll actually so, read my uh, my Tinder bio. First, it says YouTuber, TikToker, travel blogger, world traveler, and incredibly confident, looking for a Corona free good girl to chill with. <laughs> smiley face. And then I put in in like point form Toronto man's downtown penthouse, friendly. And then in brackets, I promise to always treat you with respect and show you a great time. I put no criminal record and I put like a laugh cry emoji. Traveled to 50 countries, dog lover, business owner, respectfully dominant. And then I put like the like the horny devil face. I put gentleman, world-renowned master cuddler, incredibly educated. And I put hablas poco español because I want to attract me some Latinas. You know Interesting. That's a really good bio. It's a great bio. It's, it's all about lowering the downside. Like, I don't think a single girl would read this and be like, oh, this guy's a douchebag or like... Even if they were like, oh, this guy's a douchebag, he's also like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's super important. You're like lowering all the downsides and you're allowing the, you're optimizing how many girls would like you. Because like at the end of the day, I'm a five foot four, 115 pound Indian guy. And I'm like getting really good results with cold approach, with dating, with my soul circle, with Tinder and da- online dating as well. Right? And if you think about it logically, I've done the same thing on Instagram. So even when I meet girls from cold approach and they go follow my Instagram, they're having that same experience. It's like, oh, this guy's cool. There's no downside, right? And so what's even crazier is like, I will post a lot of like this dating advice stuff on social media, the podcast, my YouTube videos, infield videos. I have like my bootcamp documentary on my Instagram and you'd be confused. You'd be thinking, wow, all these girls are gonna see who I am and think I'm a douchebag. Mm-hmm. But instead, it actually like builds attraction because the content is even structured in a way that is polarizing and that lowers downside. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. So- even if there are girls who are like, okay, fuck this guy. And there are, I definitely lose a lot of girls because of my content. But for the most part, I meet a lot of girls who like absolutely fucking love and adore me because they're like, they really fuck with that vibe. So you'd think I would attract all these like feministy bitches who just hate me. But actually it's kind of the opposite. Most of the girls who actually consume my material or see my content are like, well, this guy's fucking great. Again, because it's like the content is lowering downside and it's authentic. I talked to Lucas about this not getting any matches, he was telling me about the ELO score. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so on Tinder, it's really interesting. It is big tech. It is made by feminist males in the Silicon Valley. There'll literally be a pop-up when you unmatch someone, being like, hey, why are you unmatching this person? Are you sure you want to like to report them for harassment? It's like, what? I just, I'm just unmatching them, right? So it's really funny how that works. So I got 2,000 matches in a week. All it takes is three people unmatching me and then clicking like, oh, spam or just clicking something, right? And so out of 2,000 matches, three people, for whatever reason, reporting me, dude, that's three out of 2,000 people, okay? That's 0.15% of my matches, but my profile got banned. It's nuts. It actually pissed me off because I was a paying customer for Tinder and now 0.15% of the people I matched that week, if they reported me, I'm banned. So Tinder is just like this very flawed system, but all they care about is making money, right? And so at the end of the day, what happens is they track your privacy. They track your cookies on your computer. They track your device ID on your phone. They track all your metadata on your phone. So if you have an Android phone and you get banned, you know what happens? If you make another Tinder account, you also get banned. If you use the same phone number or the same Google account or the same phone device ID, Mm-hmm. or the same metadata, you can instantly get banned. So now how does this affect the average guy on Tinder? Well, if you've had a Tinder account for seven years or like five years or whenever the fuck you made a Tinder account, when you first made a Tinder account when you turned 18 and you're a horny young teenager and you want to meet girls and now you're like 22 or 23 or 25, whatever it is, and you're like, time to get back on Tinder. You're going to have the same ELO score from four, five, six, seven years ago. 
you're going to have the same ELO score. Even if you follow this advice, even if you test your pictures, even if you edit your pictures, even if you do everything you possibly could to stand out on Tinder, even if you make yourself this cool fucking dude on Tinder, even if your profile is a thousand percent optimized, you're going to have the same fucking ELO score. Does it make sense? So if you're matching like fat, nasty girls on Tinder, you're matching just ugly chicks, guess what? You're going to be matching those same fucking girls. You're going to be matching fatties, transsexuals, and gay men who are pretending to be women on Tinder. Yes, you can. How do you fix that? You must, first things first, factory reset your phone. Mm. Isn't that fucking nuts? You have to literally factory reset your fucking phone to reset your device. I need to get a new phone. You could get a new phone. So, dude, I just buy a fucking new, uh, anytime I'm using Tinder, I pretty much... Like anytime I get into like a Tinder binge, I buy a new like tablet. So I'll buy like a little Android tablet from like Amazon. They have uh, the Amazon Fire tablets. The issue is it doesn't come with the Google Play Store. So you have to sideload the Google Play Store, which I don't know how to fucking do, but I'm gonna have to do that. Or you can get like an Android emulator for your computer. Or you could just buy like a little cheap Android phone from like fucking random phone store, like $100 Android phone. Instead of like resetting your fucking phone, literally just get a second Tinder phone. I have friends who have like dozens of them. Your ELO's literally phone. every single, yeah, but it's worth it. Because again, Think about this logically. How much time, effort, and money are you going to save from doing this? Sure, you spent 100, 200, even $300 on a half-decent Android phone to be able to do this. How much time, effort, and money are you going to save? Think about this logically. How much time are you going to save going out to the club or going to the day game to meet girls from Tinder? You're going to save a lot of fucking time. Think about how much money you'd have to spend to like go meet these girls and date girls and stuff like that. Well, now you can spend that money on Tinder boost, or if you actually learn, get my online seduction course and learn how to do uh, the reef and hopping strategy so you don't even have to spend money on Tinder, you're going to save a fuck ton of money. And now you just have girls come straight up to your house. Instead of taking them to fancy dinners or fancy dates or to the bar, to the club, whatever, now you just have girls come over straight to your fucking house. Does that make sense? So here's what you got to do. You got to do a new Google account. You got to use a new Gmail, essentially. You got to make a new Gmail account. And then you got to use a new phone number, which is super fucking annoying. So there's platforms where you can actually... Uh, I'm not even going to talk about them here, but like you essentially want to use a new phone number. And I'm not saying go to your fucking phone store and change your number. I'm saying use a software to change your phone number. So there's like text verified. There's like SMS verified. Like there's tons of apps. There's like apps you can use. I could just do it on my phone right now, right? There's an app called Ping Me that I use to verify new phone numbers because I find that one's really effective. There's a lot of like online platforms that allow you to like pay with Bitcoin to just Mm -hmm. quickly reset or like use a new phone number. And so new phone number, new Gmail, you have a new device ID. So either you factory set your phone or you uh, buy a new device. Here's another thing. If you have a Google device or like a Android device, they oftentimes re-import your fucking data. So fucking annoying. So like you got to make sure that you clear all your fucking like, like Google cache and all that information. It's so, dude, I'm not a tech dude. I, I mean, I guess I grew up kind of being like a little bit like internet savvy. And then I got into like the whole pickup stuff and partying and girls and all this fun shit. And like, dude, I barely even know how to use a fucking phone now. I don't even have the time to figure out how to do all this shit. But it's like, if you want to get the results with this stuff, you actually have to sit down and figure out how all this stuff works and become almost like a little bit of a phone slash internet slash like tech nerd so you can figure out how to get laid better. Does that make sense? It's fucking nuts. And once you do all this stuff, now you have a brand new ELO store. And what I just described to you is what we call a hard reset. You're hard resetting all of your information, all of your device ID, your entire profile. So they're not linking your new ELO score with any of your old information, with your phone number, your Google ID, your device ID. They're not 
linking any of that information. So now you have a brand new profile. Then you set up a new Tinder account with new pictures as well. Now here's where it gets even more fucked up. You got to use new pictures because they might be tracking your face using facial recognition. Wow. Isn't that fucking nuts? That is scary. Isn't that fucking terrifying? <clears throat> that's that's scary. So it's hard to confirm if they're even doing that. One thing they for sure do is they track the metadata in your photos. So for the longest time, what I would do is I would, I would like flip my photos. I would literally just like go on my iPhone and flip my photo and then save it as a new photo. And even then they started catching on to those because for whatever reason, their software, their fucking algorithm can sense Holy it's the shit. same photo reversed. I, I can't so, even keep up with all this information, It's fucking dude. nuts. It's fucking, and dude, this I'm only scratching like, the surface here. I'm literally only scratching. I could write a fucking Bible on Tinder. This okay? is like a full college course. I made a fucking, dude, I spent pretty much a year creating a course, online-destruction.com. I swear to God, there's more fucking content in that course than your average university curriculum. Dead serious. Like, if you take one semester of, like, I don't know, a mathematics course in fucking college and university, there's more information in my online seduction course, my Tinder course, about how to effectively use Tinder and dating apps and Instagram and texting and setting up dates and getting laid. That's crazy. There's more information in that course than in your average college course. I really wish girls could appreciate how much <laughs> the shit that we have to go through. I don't think they ever will unless they have gone through the same experience. Holy fuck. You know what's the full fucked up thing though? A lot of girls are complaining about the same fucking things. Tinder bans them too. You understand that? Tinder bans girls if they get too many matches as well. So like in Tinder, if you get too many matches in general, if you're too popular on Tinder, like think about this. If you're a hot girl on Tinder and you go on Tinder and you swipe on too many guys, like think about this. You could literally match a thousand guys in a day on Tinder. Go on any fucking girl's Tinder account. Go on any girl's, any hot girl's Tinder account, dude. Every single guy you swipe on will be, it's a match. Mm -hmm. Now think about this. If you don't respond to like, every single guy, they're going to get annoyed and report you. Maybe you're having a conversation with like a bunch of dudes, but you can't keep up because you just got like 3,000 matches that day because this is how Tinder works. The scalability of the amount of people you can talk to on dating apps is insane because pretty much everyone's on dating apps these days. And if you're not, you probably have been on one at some point. So I was living in Mexico City with like 20 million plus people. There's probably like a million people on fucking Tinder during COVID lockdowns. I get 2,000 matches in a week. So I'm matching like all the attractive, single, available girls in the city. I can't fucking keep up with replying to everyone. What's the statistical probability that three girls will report me because I didn't reply to their messages? Pretty fucking high. Then I'm instantly banned. Well, girls go through the same fucking thing and now they're banned. And now, do you think the average big titty blonde girl is going to spend the time, effort, and energy to figure this shit out? She's not. She's not going to spend the time, effort, energy to figure out how to optimize her fucking Tinder profile, optimize her photos, and optimize everything in order to optimize her dating results because she's not Justin Mark, international dating coach and relationship expert. Now, back to what we're talking about is resetting your fucking Tinder profile. It got even so crazy that I'd have to like add random pixels to my pictures. I'd have to like invert my photo. I'd have to edit the faces on my profile so that the facial recognition couldn't even pick up that I'm the same person. Mm -hmm. My buddy Brad, you know what he did? He would Photoshop his pictures to have a different background. So he'd Photoshop himself out of the picture and add himself. Like, for example, we took a picture of us in Mexico uh, next to like this big monument. It was a great picture. He edited himself out of that picture and he, he put himself like next to the Hollywood sign. Wow. Because <laughs> otherwise like people are like tracking him down. He, he ended up having media scandals from it. It was fucking uh -huh. nuts. That's because crazy. again, the scalability of Tinder, it's like you can be seen by millions of people virtually, right? Especially think about this. If you're number one in the city on a dating app, 
over the course of a month on Tinder, you're seen by like a million people plus. I end up having a media scandal. Understand, I, didn't, I had a media scandal because me and Brad were meeting so many fucking girls from Tinder. But not only that, we were just seen by millions of people in a city of 20 million plus people. Every time you open any dating app, Bumble, Hinge, Badoo, Tinder, Instagram, we were running Instagram ads using story pushing. We were being seen by millions of people. So we just ended up in the news. It was fucking nuts. It was like the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life. So long story short, in order to like, you know, circumvent us getting banned from all these fucking apps, we have to like rotate our photos. I have to add like little microscopic pixels so that like their algorithms can't even pick up that like it's the same photo. It was fucking nuts. Barb, getting anxiety listening. It was nuts, dude. Getting anxiety listening. To you. This shit was, I'm tangling thinking about oh. how, the shit I had to go through. <laughs> but the amount I've learned, the amount of like strategy I've learned with Tinder dating apps and how this even relates to like stuff like business and stuff, it's made me a savage. Yeah. And now I can, dude, put me in any city in the world and give me a $100 cell phone. Take away everything I fucking have. Just give me like a little cheap Airbnb, a cell phone, a little shitty Android phone, and I will get laid more than any fucking guy in that city using dating apps. It's fucking savage shit. It's like, it's nuts. I believe you. It's fucking crazy. I believe you. <laughs> Sorry for the rant. And the rant. That was crazy. Holy shit. Oh. I don't know if I want to touch Tinder now. It's a lot of effort, bro. It's a lot of effort, dude. Even the photo feeler, I feel like it's not the cheapest app. Again, I don't spend shit on it. Photo feeler? Oh, no, photo feeler? Yeah, no, I do have to spend. I, I spent probably like 500 bucks on it. So I had 100 photos I want to test from photo yeah. feeler. So I just spent the money. How For, many photos? I had 100 photos that I tested. And it cost me around, I think it cost me like $200. Really? Or like maybe even more. I bought like four packages of like the highest tier of it. So it's like- Do you pay per photo that you test? You pay for credits on photo feeler and it allows you to statistically algorithmically test your photos and find out what they rank out of 10. Got a lot of homework to do. It's a lot of effort. I texted you this morning saying like, yo- You said, uh, what, hold on, what did you message me? You said, yo, Tinder is a scam. I boosted twice and got zero matches because there's going to be customers like me then there's going to be customers like you. You spend the money, you don't get results and you quit. But because they have so many people on their platform, they're making billions of dollars a year. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the average, like, above average looking white dude is use Tinder and he's going to realize, oh, if I spend money in boost, I get results. And then he'll get laid like once a month. He's like, oh, cool. Then you guys, you got guys like me who recognize that their entire system is literally built to extract money out of people like you. And then... You got like guys like me, David Bond, Bradicus, who are like, well, let's figure out how to spend the least amount of money on Tinder, how to get the money back, how to abuse their system and their algorithms so we become number one in any city we go to and fucking kill it with Tinder and just kill it online dating apps. Mm. Yeah, I got a lot of homework to do. I know a lot shit. of shit, dude. It's fucking nuts. Uh. But I pretty much giving you like the rundown of like how to not get banned yeah. and how to like have an optimized profile. Let's, let's talk about... When you do match with girls on Tinder, what do you message them? Dude, I'm so fucking lazy. I just have scripts. By the way, this is another reason you can get banned. They just added a new feature. If you, uh, long story short, if you if you have the same messages to like too many people, you also get banned for that. So if you copy and paste messages, essentially, you get banned. Because think about this too, right? Imagine this. You get 5,000 matches over the course of a month, which is very normal for a guy like me on Tinder. I just set up a profile for one of my buddies who's going on vacation and he got 200 matches overnight. 
He's like, I got 184 matches. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? Holy shit. And he's like, is that good? I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fucking good. Considering he never used Tinder, considering I just took his photos off Instagram and then I optimized them using editing software. I optimized his bio and his pictures. And he got 184 matches from one Tinder boost. That is nuts. That's fucking nuts. But I'm like the Tinder god. I'm doing this shit for so can long. Can you do that right after this podcast? Yeah, I could do that for you. No problem. But Jeez. now imagine this, right? Imagine this. I used one Tinder boost on this guy and he got 184 matches. Can you fucking imagine if you use like 10 or Tinder boost? It's like, it's like you're getting 1,000, 2,000 matches. How do you fucking match with all those girls? Well, the trick, there's ways you can do it. If you have an Android phone, you can actually code auto responses. You can set up auto responders. It's fucking nuts. If you know how to set up like bots and scripts, you can literally set up autoresponders based on what you think the girl's gonna say next because you're always gonna have like a default thing that you're gonna message girls here I'll actually pull up my tinder scripts now I don't actually have robots but I don't need to do it I just copy and paste it but what you can do is if you have an android device you can actually set up like you can type in like a1 you'll have like your first opener you can type in a2 then you have like your second opener then you can type in uh, b b1 which is like your second response so usually what you want to do is you want to have your first message should be like someone hooked them in your second message is to get them off the app as soon as possible because you never know when Tinder's going to ban you. When you're doing these types of strategies, you're going to be getting so many fucking Tinder matches in such a short amount of time. Tinder could ban you at any moment. Tinder could ban you at any given moment. Now, another thing is oftentimes girls use Tinder for like a day because they're, they're fighting with their boyfriend or they just broke up their ex-boyfriend or they're bored and their friends are egging them on to use Tinder or a plethora of reasons. And they're on Tinder for that like 24 to 72 hour period. But besides that, they're not really checking Tinder. They're just like in their Tinder, you know, what, what do you even call it? They're, they're using Tinder for that like three-day period over the course of like that 365-day period. So what you got to do is you got to like catch them while they're fresh on Tinder and get them off the app. So you want to, what I like to do is I like to get their, depending on what city I'm in, either I get their WhatsApp number or I get their Instagram. Now, when I'm in Toronto, because no one really uses WhatsApp here, unless you're talking to like your friends and family and a lot of people just don't use WhatsApp mm-hmm. in, in Toronto. But like if I'm in any country outside of the States, Canada, Australia, you're best off to get the girl's WhatsApp number. Because then what you can actually do is you can code the numbers and you can actually build, this is so fucking nuts. I'm pretty much giving you like a lot of secrets that are in my online seduction course. You can build what we call broadcast messages. So check this out, dude. If I go on WhatsApp right now, I can send one broadcast message and it'll go out to like 150 girls in Toronto. But I have these group, it's like, think about creating a group chat, but instead it's like an email list. It's like an email list, but it goes out to like 2,000 girls. So I probably have like 1,000 or 2,000 girls' phone numbers. In Mexico City, from when I was in Mexico last year, I sent one text message. It goes out to 2,000 fucking chicks. And they receive it not as a group. They don't receive it as a group. They just get the individual message. So imagine this. I spent a week on Tinder getting girls' numbers, getting them off the app. I save all of their numbers. And I, I code it with like, for example, let's say I'm here in Toronto right now. I'll save it as Toronto. I go on WhatsApp on Friday night because I'm bored and horny. And I'm like, hey, what's up, baby? You're so cute. I think you're amazing. I want to finally meet you. Why don't you come over to my place for drinks tonight? And I send that to 2,000 girls. <laughs> Isn't that fucking nuts? <laughs> Dude, that's the shit I was doing while I was in Mexico. That's how I caught national oh news media attention all over Latin America. Isn't that fucking crazy? Can you fucking imagine that? Yo, it's, so it, I did that. I literally sent, really, dude, I literally did that and I threw a party with like 30 hot girls from Tinder. I literally threw a house party in a penthouse I was renting in Mexico City. Dude, that night, well, that day was a day party. I hooked up with five girls at the party. 
It was fun. in 24, 24 hours. I had a girl over from Tinder the night before. And in the party, I fucked four girls. And in the room, like I'd invited a bunch of girls I had already hooked up with. And in the party, there was nine girls in the same room that I had sex with. Isn't that fucking nuts? That's bananas. <laughs> it was fucking crazy, dude. Like, listening to you talk, I feel like I'm watching like a fucking Call of Duty, like fucking pro league master playing the game. It's like you just know these little tricks in the game that, but I just that spent nobody so else much time knows. on this shit. Me and Bradicus literally <laughs> locked ourselves in during COVID. The high, dude, think about this. The average guy during COVID, what did you do during COVID? You like locked yourself in and played video games with your girlfriend. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was living in Mexico City for eight months. Isn't that fucking nuts? Like, since the pandemic hit, when I think about it logically, I'm like, what the fuck? The average person is, like, flying home. Like, think, if you're on vacation, you're like, oh, okay, cool, I'm going home. Not me. I'm like, fuck this. Let's go to a city I know nobody, don't speak the language, and let's just, like, Tinder like crazy. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time. Not gonna it, it was fun, but it was also, like, really depressing because I didn't have, like, dude, think about this logically as well. I didn't have my friends... I didn't have my family. I didn't have like a more, an emotional support group. I was really out of my comfort zone. I ended up meeting this one girl who didn't really have the best relation with her family as well. And we just started dating. We really hit it off. And we became like really good friends too. Mm-hmm. And so like I had a cute girlfriend that was dating. It was awesome. And I had my buddy Brad, who's also like very like lone wolf traveler type dude. And we're like, fuck it. We're gonna make this course called Online Seduction. And we, we set a launch date. So we were working on this business together. And you know, we ended up making pretty good money from it too. But- the amount of knowledge, research, the amount of like experience we got from this shit was nuts. Compared to how much money I made from the course versus how much I know about Tinder, it's actually insane. It's fucking, it, it's so crazy. Like I'm tingling thinking about it. By the way, just letting you know, the coffee and, and the LSD microdoses and, and the shrooms microdoses so definitely wired. kicked in. You're I'm wired as fuck right now, dude. Wired. I told you, LSD microdoses, amazing. I feel fucking great right now. I feel amazing right now, dude. You're so wired. Bro, I feel amazing. I feel so good right now. I need some of that. Send me the link. LSD microdoses and mushroom microdoses, because I don't feel oh, high. Dude, yeah, just, dude, take it with morning coffee and my supplements. I just took uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, uh, fucking biotin, ashwagandha, ginseng. Like a, I, I took like 30 different pills this morning that are like good, boost your immune system, boost your health. And a morning coffee, glass of water, some fish and chips. Dude, you know I almost didn't want to come to film this podcast because I was like so so tired for whatever reason. Dude, there's something wrong with my body. There's definitely something wrong with me physically. I think I caught COVID last week. Pretty sure I caught COVID because I just lost like seven pounds and I just slept for 27 hours. So I I probably have like something wrong with my fucking health and my immune system or some shit. You got over it very fast though. Yeah, I got over it in a few days. And I never caught it and we hung out every single day. Yeah, it's true. Not sick. Might not be COVID. I don't think so. Who the fuck knows, dude? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I caught like the Omicron virus. I threw a party and a bunch of girls at my table caught COVID. I'm like, oh fuck, I think I have COVID. Shit. <laughs> I just so happen to be sick and have the same fucking symptoms as, you know, this new fucking variant of COVID. Oh shit. And I'm fully vaccinated, but I caught it anyway. Whoopsie doopsie. <sighs> shit. I think the whole COVID response has been a lot of politics and a lot of bullshit. But it is what it is, man. This is life. <sighs> so frustrating. Tinder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. And this goes back to scarcity and abundance because, dude, I had just got... You know what's crazy? I'm killing Tinder the past year and a half. I've been slaying off of dating apps. I had two hot girlfriends. So, so far during COVID, I've had three girlfriends. I've got my main girl now. I've been dating for five months. Uh, In Mexico, I had two girlfriends. 
I'm a main chick, uh, the first one. I broke up with her because her dad was a money launderer for the cartel. I'm not even joking. Her dad was a money launderer for the drug cartel. And I'm pretty sure I had given her an STD. Because I fucked another girl without a condom, whoopsie doopsie, uh, from Tinder, actually, believe it or not. And uh, next thing you know, I'm like, babe, I got gonorrhea. And now this girl didn't speak a word of English. This is so- Dude, I really hope none of my main bitches are watching this podcast at any time <laughs> in the future, because holy shit. I'm like, babe, I got gonorrhea. I don't know how I got it. And she's like, well, you obviously had sex with someone else. But I'm like, no, I didn't. I must have like peed in a public urinal. Or <laughs> like, I don't know how I got gonorrhea. But obviously it was because I, I fucked a Tinder girl. And then she was mad, dude. She was so fucking pissed. Like, I was embarrassed. I was like, shit. I didn't want to like catch gonorrhea from some fucking dumb Tinder chick. Right? But like, it's part of the game. And again, her dad was a money loaner for the cartel. And so I was like scared to break up with her. Being like, oh, whoops, I gave you gonorrhea. And then I remember she went to my drawer and she saw that there was no columns left. And, or like, no, that was missing. I think I had like two condoms. Before that, I had like five condoms. So she's like, what happened to your condoms? And so she was pissed. So I had to like break up with her and move Airbnbs because I was scared that her dad, again, was a money launderer for the cartel. I didn't want to fucking die. Yeah. Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> You're going off on a rant today, bro. I'm sorry, bro. It's fucking <laughs> it's just vomiting information. Woo, I feel fucking great, dude. <laughs> LSD microdoses, mushroom Holy microdoses, shit. coffee, and your daily morning supplements. So Justin I'm Mark fucking podcast, ready. To, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean to like take over. It's I'm just like, good. I'm ready to work for 12 hours. I'm going to run a marathon right now. I'll go to the gym. I fucking, I feel great. Yeah. I'm just about to go to bed. <laughs> hey man, I have a question for you. Okay, what, what's the question? I have a question for you. How are you feeling? You're, you're just going through a breakup. Yeah. What's we, the best advice? Imagine imagine how you could give advice to other people who are going through the same it, experience. It's really weird for me because I feel like I'm not grieving through it because I like to push down my emotions a lot. I don't know. I'm, I'm really good at that. Maybe it's some, maybe I got traumatized when I was younger and I just developed this skill to push my emotions aside and just not feel anything. It's pretty like, I don't feel anything. Are you serious? No. Well, I would have spurts of like feeling sad for a bit, but then we were hanging out the other day and you were really sad. So like, I think you're probably wrong. I feel like it's very common for people going through a breakup to feel like, Oh, I don't feel anything, but it's, I yeah. think that's actually maybe a coping mechanism. Moment. Yeah. What's well, the I try to keep myself busy, right? Shit. All right. I don't think it's the healthiest way to process a breakup. <laughs> but keeping yourself busy. So. No, keeping yourself busy is a good way to uh, process I'm a breakup. I'm just hustling my way through it. It's a good way to handle things. That's why I text you like 30 times a day. Justin, where the fuck are you? Are you sleeping? Let's film this podcast. Because I know that if I sat on the couch and just do nothing, then I'm going to start thinking about the whole situation, which is not fun. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. I feel like it's not healthy. <laughs> You know, I was just thinking, man, I was just thinking about how the past year and a half, the amount of like shit we have to do, the amount of like objection you have to overcome to have the same dating life. It's just fucking nuts. You don't think it's fucking nuts? Like you're going through a breakup and like, yeah, it sucks. It's annoying. But it's like, can you imagine if like, just imagine if COVID wasn't a thing, how easy it would be to like, on person and like now, like just meeting you girls. Get laid like a rock star. Yeah. That's the reason why I never really s- studied Tinder was because I could just, I've always lived at the center of like where the party's at. Well, you didn't always live at the center of the party where, where the party's well, at. At least but the, for last, the last like three years. Yeah, for the last three for years. For the last three years, yeah. I never had to go on Tinder apps. Yeah. It's always like I walk two minutes away from yeah. where I lived. Just walk down the street to go to the I, club. 
I go to the club, yeah. Well, dude, that's why I deleted Tinder. Because imagine how this shit takes away your social skills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And plus, uh, it was just faster. It and is I, faster. You can have choice. I don't know how dude, to you, deal with... Things you have to deal with with Tinder is so fucking annoying. It's like, you have to learn that... And like, imagine this, you're going through a breakup and you want to fucking overcome that. You're not going to just get meet girls from Tinder to get over that, right? Yeah. You want to be around friends. You want to be going to the club. You want to be meeting girls and all these things. Yeah. I've tried Tinder once, I think before. And yeah, sometimes I would just like meet up with girls that I didn't like. I would just shoot. They would just show up and I'm like, that's another thing like, with Tinder. It's like, like, you just, yeah, there's girls you just don't like. You don't vibe with them because you don't get a chance to actually meet them. And yeah. get to know them before you actually meet up with them in person. Exactly. And this and, girl is kind of like committed to the whole thing now. And we don't vibe. And now I'm stuck with her for like the next. Super fun. Nice like go to the bar. Like, yeah, I kind of just want to ditch you. <laughs> so, that, yeah. It's like actually the worst thing because it's like it's a, with Tinder. It's almost like you're on a second date. It doesn't feel like a first date. It feels like a second date. Yeah. You're stuck there with a person. Yeah. It's like they've already made the journey. Like they're, they're like already DTF. Even though you don't, you don't like each other, they're probably just like down to fuck you because they've made it all this way. Yeah. They're like wearing their fancy lingerie and like, it's like well, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I've never gone through like an official breakup before, but I had a girl that broke my heart. I like wanted to date her, but she wanted to fuck around. And I had advice from my friend that, that he told me to just like, yeah, go on Tinder and just go crazy. Just put that shit on boost. What advice did he give you? Oh, uh, so the advice that he gave me was I was really sad about this girl because I wanted to date her and she didn't want to date me. I guess just the timing wasn't right. Like we both liked each other. She was uh, having a definitely a hot girl summer. It was too hot. I'm talking about we would go on a date, two hour date, and I'm going to ask her, hey, do you want to sleep over? She's like, no, I got to be somewhere else. And then I would go out. It would be a Monday, right? I would go out to a nightclub. <laughs> and I'd see her at the nightclub. <laughs> like, I'd be sad because she didn't want to sleep over and I'm going to go out and pick up chicks and I'd see her at the same nightclub that, <laughs> in Fuck some it. random promoter's booth. And that would, that crushed me. And at that moment, I realized I needed to do something. I need to, like, either cut her off or block her and just, like, stay away from that energy because there's no chance I can, you know. Yeah, this is very disrespectful. But at the same time, like, looking back... She needed to have her hot girl summer. Maybe we just go back to the concept. Maybe she was just there for a good time, not a long time, you know? I don't even get it, man. It's when Toronto, I hang out with these girls it's from Toronto. the clubs. I'm, I'm so used to it. That's my default expectation now. It's is fucking nuts. They're not going to call me back. Bro, so I, I have sex with girls and they literally, I never see them again. I never it's the culture. see them again. I'm not even offended. <laughs> Dude, I even hooked up with a girl on Friday. I hooked up with a girl on Friday, right? And I told her like, hey, come visit me for Christmas. You guys can stay the weekend. I have her number saved. I want to read the text message she said. So I messed her like three times the night of. I'm like, hey, it's Justin Mark. I sent her a video of us kissing. Then I messed her saying, you're enchantingly beautiful. And she, no response. Then after we hooked up and after she left, I said, it was amazing meeting you. Come back to Toronto this week. I'd love to have you. She just replies, thanks for having us. I'm like, it was my pleasure. Did you get home safe? She says, yes, I did. I say, you're so cute. Haha, <laughs> loved your vibe. I hope you girls visit on Thursday. She said, we'll see. Gas is expensive. And I said, oh, I'll cover it. And she didn't reply. She's probably she's probably thinking of finding another guy. No, but here's sure. the thing. After we hooked up, after we fucking hooked up, she went to the bathroom and started crying with her friends over another girl. Sorry, over another guy from her hometown. She just started crying. I didn't tell you this is what happened. So after police goes home, I hooked up with this chick. She started crying. Over some other fucking dude. 
for like two, three hours. She's crying about how this, that she fucked this guy one time from her work. And then her friend made out with the guy and she's just like so upset. And I'm like, dude, you literally just had sex with me in my bed. I just met you from the club like two hours ago. <laughs> what the, f- why are you crying? Think about like the abundance versus scarcity mindset. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Abundance versus scarcity. It's all psychological. Because think about this. You're like going through this breakup and you're all sad. Imagine if I were to put you in a position right now where you can be making 10 times the money you're making. Or you're surrounded with like tens. Like inevitably when this podcast blows up and we're like famous from it and making a shit ton of money from it. Would you give a flying fuck about your ex-girlfriend? You probably would. Because it's like those moments, even though so insignificant, they're kind of what makes you. Mm-hmm. But it's like... When I think about my ex-girlfriend, that like the love of my Can life. Can I say something? Yeah. Your energy is like crazy right now. It's a little, it's kind of freaking me out. Sorry. Like it's, you're very it's, it's like, pro, no, you're very present. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like pulling it's me in. It's acid, dude. It's pulling <laughs> it's me in. I feel like we've, I feel like we've been stuck here for like, <laughs> like 10 hours. Dude. So we're just listening to you. Um, I love this shit, dude. This is like God energy. This is what I strive to be every God single energy. day. Just so you know. Yeah. This level of like, energy you know what i mean we're talking about like how i'm dealing with a breakup the breakup yeah yes i do feel sad sometimes but i've been listening to grant cardone's 10x rule cool i feel like he talks a lot about working a lot and just putting yourself in a state of you just like set a goal and put a lot of effort into it like 10 times the amount of effort that you think you you need to put in so and that's what I've been doing. If you want to make a million dollars, you got to try to put in the effort to make $10 million. Essentially. Yeah. Just keeping myself busy, scheduling photo shoots. I scheduled like three photo shoots this week already. Sick. And do the photo shoots in my penthouse. I want people to help us out with the editing of this podcast. So I'm going to give you a key to my dude, house. I found come over anytime four, to photo five, my house. four to five interns that would want to work yeah. for free and help us. Cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. How crazy. Put in the grind, dude. I, put in the I, effort. I a story. And it's awesome. It's just. Oh, dude, I love it. Yeah. So again, this is like all the scarcity versus abundance. Because if you think about it logically, your income just dried up. The club shut down. Yeah. Fucking like for whatever reason, this is what where you brought at. But like you don't even seem affected by any of this. Sh- I feel more affected than you're acting, which is nuts. Yeah. I'm too share chill. me the abundance, daddy. I'm too chill. <laughs> share, share, share it with me. I think I've developed a belief in my life where I've survived every single setback up until this point every single obstacle every single time i didn't think i could make it i've made it out good and i've developed that certainty that no matter what happens i'm i'm gonna survive i fucking love that the fucking motivation will just kick in the answers will just kick in i just have that certainty no maybe i've read too many spiritual books that told me that everything will work out (laughs) everything will fucking work out dude because, you, you know, law of attraction, a lot of people believe in law of attraction. Yeah, you probably believe in it too. I believed in law of attraction since I was 14. Read The Secret when I was 14. And ever since then, I've developed a belief that once I set a goal, life or the universe conspires to help you achieve that. You know what I was doing when I was 14, Matt? I was jerking off to Hannah Montana. <laughs> I, was I doing swear that. to God. I was doing that too. <laughs> I, I literally didn't watch porn. I would just jerk off to like the Disney Channel. I would jerk off to Wizards of Waverly Place and Hannah Montana. I swear to fucking God. You were like reading all these business books and shit, yeah. this spirituality. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? That's why we're friends, bro. <laughs> That's why we're friends. It's fucking, fucking crazy, man. 
This is why we're this podcast is gonna go to the moon, bro. I swear to God. Here's what we're gonna do, you guys. I, I was actually just talking to uh, one of my buddies who's a huge TikToker. I'm gonna get him on the podcast. Our boy JB. JB always fresh. He's coming to the podcast soon. I have so many big names that want to come to our podcast and just share wisdom and knowledge and drop bombs. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry I haven't talked too much, guys. I don't mean to be just this douchebag just talking a lot today, but it's like, fuck, man. That's some good fucking acid. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> the mushrooms microdoses and the LSD microdoses, man, it puts you on some God energy. It's like, I'm always trying to strive to be this guy who's in what I call the flow state, or what I call like God mode, or what I just like, whatever the fuck you call this kind of vibe I'm in right now, just like try to be here always. This type of vibe. And like, there's a handful of ways you can uh, get here. Now, studying Tony Robbins and doing like, if you guys ever heard of Tony Robbins, and you look at the way he does uh, bioenergetics and unstifling, really powerful stuff. Really powerful. Because before Matt and I just jumped on this podcast, we're doing some unstifling. Yeah. Right. But I was taking it very seriously. I don't know if you were half-assing it, but I was taking it very seriously. I was it very seriously. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because I, I, I know the concept. I was doing the vocal exercise. Gets you. Thing. Well, that's why I, saw, I was like, "Yo, let's actually do like real unstifling," because the vocal exercise is good. It gets you in a better speaking stance. But the Tony Robbins. Do you ever uh, ever practice Tony Robbins like yeah, style bioenergetics? Have yeah. you ever been to Tony Robbins seminar? Uh, no. <laughs> no <laughs> Shit's really. nuts. That shit but is I, fucking I, I crazy. I do a lot of the stuff that Tony Robbins does. Dude, he came to Toronto. It cost $200. Change, changing your state. It cost $200 fucking dollars. State. I think I've gotten at least a 10x ROI on that seminar, but I want to say I got like a fucking 100x ROI from that seminar. Right? Because like the way he puts you in that peak state from, you should see it. Imagine being in a crowd of like 10,000 people. Everyone's wearing suits, business, like business casual attire, and then they're like blasting EDM music, and everyone's like fist pumping. It's fucking crazy. And imagine what that does it for, for your mindset. It forces your vibration to change. Yeah. It puts you in a higher vibration frequency. And if you constantly do that every single day, where would your life end up? Because if you're in a good state, you also think different. You have more positive thoughts. And when you have positive thoughts, you make different decisions. And because you make different decisions, you have different outcomes in the things that you do and different outcomes in your decisions. It's a completely different life in the long run. You know what's nuts about this? You have full control over your life in as every an second of adult, your life. As an adult, how many people are caught up in their nine to five grind? They're hustle and bustle. When you tell them, go on stifle, go scream at the top of your fucking lugs. Go out in public and take your shirt off in public. And do shit that's like out of your comfort zone that triggers an adrenaline Dude, rush. That's literally the secret to changing your life. Changing your state changes your thinking. Once you change your thinking, changes your action. And once you change your action, you change your results. Now, here's it's, how it's the fucking, average person changes their state, it. though, is they take drugs and alcohol. They take MDMA <clears throat> and they fucking take alcohol to change your state. Yeah. But, I mean, it does kind of work. But it's like, can you do business while you're drunk? Like, you can. You can do a business meeting, right? But not really. Dude, I've done sales calls back in the day while drunk. I've sold thousands of dollars in sales while fucked up drunk back in the day. And I haven't drank now in almost four years. Because I realized, I'm like, wait, if I did those same calls while I was sober, I probably would have closed like double the revenue. Changing your physiology, your posture, breathing different, smiling. Smiling, that's huge. You can't be depressed while you're smiling. Dude, <laughs> yeah, literally, okay, that's great advice. <laughs> you cannot be Here's depressed. Here's a great one. Just practice laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I do this with clients all the time when I see them like not smiling because I have a lot of clients who are just like in that like, you know, fucking like just angry all the time. I just like train them to practice laughter. 
I see you do this to girls. You like tickle their bellies and shit when they're in a Dude, when, when I'm hanging out with girls and they're in a bad emotional state, I literally tickle them. I swear to fucking God. Because I know if I'm like, tickle, 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 all of a sudden they start smiling and then they're in a bad emotional state. Because I yeah. fucking hate being around that negative energy. Exactly. And that's one way of changing your state. Another way to change your state, which is probably why I think I'm really good at handling this breakup, is I am very good at controlling my thoughts. You're really good at that. Really good controlling it's, my it thoughts. It blows my mind. Because like, I don't know about you, dude. I struggle with depression my whole fucking life. Mm. But even though I teach self-development, I teach all this stuff about state transfers and all, I get so fucking depressed. Yeah. It might seem like something that I do naturally, but no, it's actually things that I do consciously. How do you consciously do that? You ask yourself questions and the questions you ask will determine your thoughts. So for example, I'm going to going through this breakup or during the pandemic, I ask myself, what can I do right now that will make me feel better? I just ask myself that question. And then my brain starts processing answers. It's like, oh, okay, you're in a shitty state right now. How do you, you can keep yourself busy. You can go on Tinder and just like try to figure the shit out and like fucking put, put the yeah, shit on boost like four times. Another thing that I do in order to change my thoughts is I started listening to audiobooks. I was playing Grand Cardone's 10X role. It's beautiful. Because listening to audiobooks, you're literally putting someone else's thoughts in your head. Well, think you're about drowning this. the depressive thoughts. The average self-help Depressing speaker thoughts. is probably like a millionaire too, right? Yeah. And so like, if you listen to audiobooks, you're getting directly mentored yeah. by some like millionaire. I literally feel like I'm downloading his thoughts it's fucking in my nuts. head. And it just automatically puts me in a different state Beautiful. than if I just like sat alone on the couch. So, well, yeah. I was thinking about today, right? It's like you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with during like COVID, lockdowns, winter, whatever it is. You could just be the lonely guy staying at home. Who are you with? You're with your parents, maybe if you live with your parents, with your roommates, if you have a roommate, mm-hmm. or if you live alone. How do you deal with that? Well, audiobooks, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Audiobooks. Going to the gym is another thing. I recommend everyone go to the gym at least once a day that or do some sort of exercise. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I was sick with COVID, so I literally couldn't even go to the gym. And I still squeeze in like two or three workouts. Mm-hmm. And even going back to like what you're saying, you're taking all these supplements that affects your mental Huge. and physical state. Well, that's why I take them, dude. Like sometimes like, I wake up depressed. I'm asking, what the fuck? Nothing's wrong with my life. But really, I'm just underslept. I'm dehydrated. I haven't dehydrated. taken any multivitamins. Yeah. And I'm just not eating enough vegetables. Oversleeping is actually so bad for you. Yeah. I'm, now I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, something must be existentially wrong with my life. But really, it's just I'm not getting any vitamin D. Dude, that's actually what it is. <laughs> the yeah. average person is so vitamin D deficient in winter because did you know you need 10,000 units of vitamin D per day? Now, the average supplement, you know what they sell? They sell 1,000. So if you take a vitamin D supplement every single day, you're still vitamin D deficient. You know that? Mm. Isn't that crazy? Mm. So Dr. Fauci, he takes 10,000 a day. So what you can actually do, go on amazon.com, not .ca, not dot whatever the fuck country you're from, dot, dot com, amazon.com, not dot .ca, not dot like Australia, not dot, go on amazon.com. They're the only platform that sells 10,000 IU supplements of vitamin D. So I take that once a day. So I was saying, oh guys, it's probably the fucking, mi- the microdoses that are putting you on this vibe. But realistically, it's probably the fucking vitamin D mm-hmm. yeah, and the supplements and the coffee. Yeah. There's a lot of factors that can affect your emotions. Right. But ultimately it's like, for me, how I deal with it is action creates emotion. Remember that action creates, action emotion. creates emotion. I just overwhelm myself with stuff to do Love that it. I don't have time to feel depressed. Dude, that's fucking 
Got dude, it. That's right my there. solution, dude. That's fucking nuts. Why? And you're asking me. Well, dude, I came over to the studio. I'm like, whoa, there's a couch here. You just like moved everything around. Like the fuck, you were keeping yourself busy. Keeping myself busy. I don't, I don't have time to be depressed. Same with girls. Like, dude, I could be sad about my ex-girlfriend or I can try to schedule eight dates this week. I'm literally texting 15 girls right now. Said something the other day that blew my mind. What? About how everything you do in life leads to the next thing. So it's like, for whatever reason, if your career doesn't work out, that leads you to the next thing. Because you were doing video game streaming, you were successful in photography and videography, but like you weren't like world renowned in it, but you did build the skills to be virtually world renowned in it. You know that book, Be So Good, They Can't Ignore You? So in that book, they actually talk about how I have you no idea what should, book this is. Okay, there's there's a really good book. Be so good. I Who's the author? I forgot. I forgot. It's a long time ago. But the whole concept in the book is don't try to make your passion your career, but instead you should go through life mastering skills. And ultimately, at, at the end, you're going to find that one thing where you can use all your skills all at the same time. That's insane. And and because I've, you know, I've learned photography, learned about cameras, learned about audio, learned about streaming, Dude, public speaking. Cold approach pickup, you learn public speaking. Exactly. Doing, or like playing video we games, did improv shit. back in the day. Yeah, we see like improv back in the day, dude. Everything came together to put us in this best position as possible. Fucking and nuts. same with you, with marketing and everything that you've done. I really think we're going to kill it, dude. I think this podcast would be crazy. Yeah. I can't wait. We just got to stay consistent. That's the biggest thing is stay consistent with whatever you do. Stop sleeping. <laughs> I, have, I actually have like, there's something wrong with me, dude. I'm going to give you a key to my house because yeah. you live down the street from me. If I'm ever oversleeping, just go pull me out of bed because my roommate, Alfredo, does, I've already told him this. I'm like, yo, if you come home and you see me sleeping, pull me out of bed and he he like drags me to bed and I'm like, no, no. And he literally <laughs> drag, he'll literally come to my room and like stick his finger on my ass so I wake up and I don't. And he like plays music. So, and I'm like, no, do you fuck off? And he like drags me out of my bed with my foot and throws me in the shower. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh cool, I'm out of bed. And the next thing you know, we're doing some cool shit. Right? But it's like, there's something wrong with my fucking brain. And I don't know if it's like depression. I don't know if it's like my brain chemistry. I, I imagine there's so many guys like me who go out in life and they just they don't have the friends or the support system to be able to do that. My girlfriends used to do the same thing to me, by the way. They used to like harass me until I get out of bed. Valentina, my ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. fucking hate that bitch. Goddamn. Laura, my ex-girlfriend, God bless her soul. She was a great girlfriend. But, but like, I would get them to do the same thing. I don't know. Like, I, I, what do you think that is, Matt? Like, oversleeping. What do you think that is? You think it's just like mental I, fucking, I what, what is it? I really don't know. I'm so confused. Like, you slept like what, 20, 27 hours or something? I, we, were, we were literally playing, me and Matt were literally playing- we were on the phone together and we were playing Fortnite. And then and then we I think we were playing like one round of COD. I never played COD. I haven't played COD in years, but my roommate has a PlayStation. So I'm like, cool, let's go play some COD. And you're like, teach me how to play COD. And I went to bed. I'm like, it's midnight. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. And then I didn't wake up until 3 a.m. 27 hours later. That's crazy. That's I've never done that in my life. That's why I, I have nothing to say for all this. This is weird. Am I dying? This is weird. Is something wrong with me? Could be. I don't know. Maybe your body just needs it. Who the fuck knows? It's crazy. But you have a lot of energy right now, so... They complain about the same thing. Like, my buddy Nick, he has the same issue. He'll, like, sleep for, like, 24 hours straight. And so, like, he has to take, like, modafinil, like, certain, like, supplements and herbs and shit to make himself function properly. I have the opposite problem. I don't sleep enough. I wish I had that fucking problem. I I think the reason I look so young is because I just get way too much sleep because I'm always oversleeping. Unless I'm doing business. Unless I'm, like... Yeah. Well... Justin's on LSD right now, so we could probably talk for another 10 hours. But, well, that does it for this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a review in the comments section below. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. My Instagram, Justin too. And my Instagram, Matt.Levine. Until next time.